Hi everyone and welcome to the Real Happy Hour podcast. My name is Ola and on this show we talk about the relational dynamics of characters in films and TV shows. With me today we have a special guest and his name is Daniel Dempster. Mr. Daniel Dempster is a producer and director and he made a really remarkable documentary last year sometime around October um, and it's called Everyone Can Rap as an ITV se- series and um, we're going to be talking about that today so thank you very much for coming Daniel. No worries at all, happy to be here. Nice, nice, nice. So um, before we get into I want to start right from the beginning. Um, it starts from ITV sort of um, you know making a sort of initiative to create more black content and you were one of the four one of five. One of five. Yeah. So can you please talk about that process? Uh, so ITV, because on in the wake of uh, the George Floyd stuff and Black Lives Matter and all that sort of stuff, um, there's always kind of been a bit, a, like the way that I got into TV was through a, a scheme, through a diversity scheme. And there's always been these schemes because there's always been this like um, a lack a lack of black folk in the industry. But then I, I came in like 10 years ago and then off the back of that, um, yeah, we're getting more people in the industry, but then they tend to be at runner researcher level and then probably leave by the time they get to becoming like an assistant producer. So um, with this uh, Fresh Cuts initiative, what it, it, it was about, it was about creating, it was about direct, it was about black directors creating their first one hour for ITV, um, which is a massive thing when you're in, when you're, yeah, when you're in broadcasting, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. Um so yeah, we, it basically brought together five first-time film directors. We're all at varying varying levels. Um, I've obviously made a lot, a lot of uh, episodes, a lot of series of uh, the rap game, uh, which meant that mine lent to my rap film. Um, there was some people that had already made films for uh, Netflix. Some people that had never made anything. Some people were like production assistants uh, on in like um, more like not commercials as such, but just. Uh, scripted uh, and others the, the other one was like a journalist and another guy who was like a cast he did he, he was more into casting before so yeah we all had varying um varying levels of skill sets and just did different things before coming into that but um yeah that was the, the great kind of leveler and, and gave us our, all our first one hour you know and it was a really interesting one hour i thoroughly enjoyed it for i going into the the show how was the casting process? Because that was interesting. You got a very unique uh, set of people. Uh, the casting process. The casting process was. It was cool. It was. It was. It was tough because I was working on pretty much two shows at the same time. And whilst I was in the daytime, I was working on Rap Game at night time. I was um, had like a, a, a really small casting team, and I was like giving them steers and giving them direction, but. What I wanted the film to do, and the way I wanted the film to be casted, it, um, yeah, I think, I think we did really well. Like the, the inspiration for the film came from my son, and um, he's autistic, but he's he speaks, but I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't literally class, like, classify him as someone that's the most verbal. So um, during the lockdown. I realized that there was like a, a, a synergy, a connection between him and rap music and he'd concentrate and focus on that, whereas he wouldn't focus and concentrate on stuff before. So um, being able to replicate that and have an autistic person in the film was just like perfect. Um, initially, I wanted my, all of my cast to be white folk because I wanted, with it being like black voices and black stories for the Fresh Cuts thing, I wanted the black part to be rap and rappers 
and the environment that these people are going to. And I wanted these, I wanted these white people to speak to people that look like them to then express to them how hard rap is, how skilled rap is, how much of a valued art form it is, how much it can help people with language difficulties, how much it can help people with um, autism, how much it can help people with depression. I just wanted to show all the positive benefits of rap. Okay, that's yeah. really interesting. You've yeah. said really interesting things there. The first thing I want to pick up on is um, the personal sort of experience of autism that you have. Um, how important is it for a director or producer someone in the arts to sort of have something that they're going through to express that in their art does it make a difference when you're sort of going through it or i think yeah i think it does make a difference i think it um yeah you're able to familiarize and it it just means more it just means more there was a day when there was a day when we went to the studio, like, so halfway through the film, they, like, obviously we're teaching them how to rap from scratch. They've never rapped before, know nothing about it. Halfway through, we take them to the studio. And, like, obviously, like, you're, we're making the stuff, but I don't, you've always got that feeling that they might not rap. They might just, they might I just not guys, rap. I think you guys were surprised. I, I think <laughs> I, was, I was very surprised because, they, like, as much as we're teaching them, we weren't directly teaching them. We were teaching them the found foundation so that they could go away and then come back with it. So, like, there was the moment when, when Daniel rapped in the studio, like, yeah, it touched me. It really touched me. Like, he had I, a like light. Daniel had a light about him. He had a, yeah, yeah. He was, it was very bright, very positive, and just wanted to please. Um, but yeah, that day when he after you rapped, I think I had like a tear in my eye. I was like, mm. this is mad. Like, and then you just start thinking, like, he's thirty. Five, no, thirty, maybe thirty-four, and my son's like five, and you think like, what could happen? Like, could my son rap one day? And yeah, you just think about all those stuff. So it, having a connection to it, 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 it made me want, it made me want it to be a success even more. Yeah, and it definitely is. Um, yeah, yeah. Another thing that I want to, um, actually, I have spoken about the personal, the personal approach, right? But there was a second thing that you mentioned in there. I'm trying very hard to remember now, um, but I'll come back to it. One of the things that I also saw or experienced was how you were breaking stereotypes with every character. Yeah. Every character was breaking a stereotype. Yeah. Um, Nicole, for example, was a single mom who, you know, she lived in council flat. She wasn't um, beaten down. No. She was, she was a representation of people that we know. Yeah, big time. But, when we see them on TV, usually they're either just broken down, down. Yeah. you know. It's, so it's it's never real. The realistic um, representation of the yeah. amazing personality that they are, people that they are, yeah. that live in council flats, that live in in everywhere, not just council flats, just black female representation. Yeah. And you know, she was happy. She was a single mom, and it was just. Well, it was, I was just like, wow, this is. I know her. Yeah. And and uh, going to Karen, I like. Also, Karen, the fact that her name is Karen, and you know, there was a whole situation with Karen. Yeah, Karen's here, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a Karen rapping. You know, it was, it was interesting to see her, and even the idea she had of rap beforehand, and she thought it would be somewhat, you know, tough and, you know, brutal and you know, yeah that. and the negative con negative uh, the connotations, connotations yeah. and then the, her very first experience <laughs> which is weird for a middle-aged woman for like um to be expert at that at that point but you know she's like oh wow this is really poetic and you know i can see the light in this and um yeah like she i think that she really like 
we say that it's 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 quite late to be going to your first rap thing, but it's not really. Mm. If it's not your world, if your world is choirs and I don't know hymns, then you're you're not going to be in this rap world. And 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 I don't know. As we get older, you 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 just distance yourself more from what the kids are doing. Mm. Remember, rap's only like. Rap's only about thirty years old. Yeah, it's not that old. Like, it's, all right, it's a bit older than that, but it's it's not an old Maybe genre. In the UK. Yeah. So if you if you've come from before that, and then all you you see is just the negative stuff that with it, like you're not going to venture into it. You're not going to touch it. You, you you're all right. You might hear a, a couple of tunes on the radio, but we know that radio rap tunes ain't sh- ain't, 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 ain't <laughs> aren't saying anything. Well, you, you, I think that is why a documentary like yours is important because content. Available content is the way other cultures are able to see all that culture. Of course. And unfortunately for black culture or brown skin culture, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, is we, we a lot of like the content content being received is negative. A lot of them is, is just, you know, the the tough black woman or the hard thuggish black man yeah. or the downtrodden family is so we it's important to just have that representation of you know this is us and we're thriving and we're happy and we're so pleasant to be around yeah big time it's like um with all that stuff i just think it comes down to who's who's consuming the stuff and the 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 major part of like most people that consume stuff in this country don't look like us Mm. so then when it has connotations that aren't like us but are entertaining then they they just light up quicker and light up faster. Like a man saying scat, pat, 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 is going to do more than someone talking sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like we always got to remember who's consuming this stuff, um, and that's gonna that's what is going to perpetuate it and make it do that much more. So um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's a tough one. The, the the negative stuff does tend to penetrate, um, and yeah, it's it's just our job to try and. Try and balance it because yeah, this is we're a, a, black people as a um, as a whole. Like and I hate even saying like black people. We just we vary from so much from place to place. Mm. Um, it, like we're both black. You're from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Caribbean. Yeah, years before that, we were all from the same place. But like there are still nuances. All African. We all are 100% we're all African, but there's still nuances that we yeah. can appreciate about being from these different places yeah. that make us a little different, even though we're all family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, it's, 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 it's just interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And even going further, in terms of breaking stereotypes, the hip-hop psych team. Yes. That was also another interesting representation yes. of... Yes. I was just like, <laughs> how is this all just coming together how did you find them and they're such a eclectic crew yeah so like the, so yeah as I was saying before the way that I come up with the idea was my, my boy and all of that sort of stuff um, and then um, I was speaking to my mentor and um, he was saying basically that uh, he was saying the way that I could make this idea stronger was if I had somebody that was like academic is there somebody academic that does stuff with rap? So it just sent me on a little path, a little search to find the the, the, the people that analyse lyrics or or do something to do with psychotherapy mm. and rapping and how they we can try and prove that. We wanted we wanted to use them a lot more, but they're expensive. Mm. 
they were just so expensive and, and I had such a minimal budget to make the show. Like, I would have loved for them to come back on that final day to just, like, give us a... Re- not a recap, but just a sum-up of how they feel, what they feel these guys had addressed. But, um, yeah, having them was... Uh, it just... It elevated... It just elevated the piece more. Like, it just it was like, all right, cool. If we, if we are talking about this being an, an art form, then, yeah, there should be academics that are actually breaking this stuff down because... Bro, you've got academics on things like David Beckham and Beyonce mm. and you've got courses on these kind of things. Like, why wouldn't you have a, 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 some kind of course on rap and breaking down lyrics? And, and it's an art form. Like, you you would on poetry, you would on, on, en, on any and every ty- other type of art. It just seems to be that where this art form uh, derives from, sometimes it troubles people, rubs some people up the wrong way. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, rapper, Tef, yes. how did he get involved? Uh, so uh, my boy Nelson, my boy Nelson, he's the first person I go to when I think about making any of this stuff. He's the one that kind of said, "Yeah, do you know what? You can do it. It's possible." Mm. Um, but and he's uh, he's friends with Tef's manager, and um, yeah, and so they, they they put us in contact. I like, yeah, he put us in contact, and I think the first time I spoke to Tef's manager, I think he he saw the. He saw the, the, the vision. Yeah, he saw the vision. He saw what we could do within it. Like, I, I, I'll keep it completely above board. Like, obviously, I was in discussion with a few different different people. Mm. Um, but for me, the, the 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 most important thing was that the rapper needed to be respected by our community. Mm. Um, that was the most important thing. Like, if the rapper's not respected, but like, as much as I was trying to. Not captivated. As much as I was trying to make Karen speak to that, those people in that audience, it still needs to be something that people that like me or people from our world would watch. And like the 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 place to fail very quickly on that is having the wrong rapper that nobody rates. Thing with Tefia, the thing that I wanted to do is is shine light on someone who deserves it, someone who has been putting work in in this game and has like a back catalogue. Like it couldn't be someone that just came yesterday. It couldn't be somebody that with like maybe an album. It had to be someone who was Tef's your favourite rapper's favourite rapper. So like I just knew that having someone like that would um yeah, it would be solid. Mm. Okay, now I have to ask about the style of filmmaking that you that you did. Yes. Yes. I saw a lot of handheld camera shots and some yes. sort of steady shots and some and it felt like it felt like I was watching a, a reality show, like I was watching X Factor. And it also felt like I was watching a behind the scenes of X Factor. How did you guys? How did you not you guys? <laughs> how did you come up with that idea? Of, okay, let's let's take them on a ride of the experience of a behind the scenes of. Do you know what? It's this. It's just how I make stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, very rough and ready. Very like in the moment. Um, there's some like rap game influences in there with a bit of like negative framing and stuff just so that you can see like structures and and like like especially concrete structures and straight lines um but generally it's just it's just it's just my style bro it's just very rough and ready mm. it's very like some people spend a lot of time just like lining up and setting up and making sure they got the perfect shot um I'd say I'm more for the content like and yeah the content needs to speak yeah if it looks great then that's amazing, but I'd, I'd say I'm less. I'd say I'm, I'd, yeah. I'd say I'm less kind of 
stringent on that as opposed to the content itself. But I used to be. I used to be like, oh, this shot's got to be this way, this shot's got to mm. be this way. But you just realise you just you can eat up a lot of time. And like for me, time is re- really important. Really, really important. Yeah. yeah. So I think from what, from watching it and what you're saying now, the elements that I picked from it was also, I'm, I'm also about to say this point because I watched a short documentary on um, this TV show, Arrested Development. Do you know that show? I've heard of the show with uh, Larry David. No, not Larry David. Um, but it's, I think it's, I don't know. It's the style of him looking similar. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like The Office. Yes, yeah, so where they sort of make you like a documentary, but yeah. it's also like mockumentary. Kind there of. you go. And so I could also, I felt like you had that influence in this. Yeah, it's, it, because it had to have, it had to, it had to be real. It had yeah. to feel real. It had to feel like we were actually there in the moment. We're observing this stuff. So as much as, so the other guys on the the other um, films in the Fresh Cuts strands, their their films were um, like I filmed my one. I filmed my one personally. Okay. Like a lot of the other guys, they had cam ops or they had multiple teams. I forgot what the point I was making. I'm about, I think where I was going was just the style, the influence of the, of, of, of where you made. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, yeah. So it had to have like a, a doco feel and it had to be like, especially with the, if you see the other films, like there's, if you see the other films, a lot of them are, so one is about um, the Queen's Jubilee, which is really, a, a lot of it is um, kind of head and shoulders interviews with a bit of actuality, people showing pictures and stuff. Uh, the other one is a basketball, which is um, obviously really lively, really there's action and actuality is what kind of carries it more time. Uh, with the BBL one, it was about kind of surgery. Mm. Uh, so it was like kind of investigative and really like sit down and... Were um, you all involved in each other's project? No, 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 not at all. Oh, yeah. uh, and then the other one was the final... The final one was about tattoos, um, ink to skin. And like, so like, my one wasn't driven by interviews. My one was driven by what they were doing. Mm. So it had to, we had to follow what they was doing. Like it was, yeah, so it's, yeah, really, just really different, really different to the others. And mine was more of a, um, more formatted, or it wasn't more formatted, but it had the, the, the potential to be more of a format. Um, it was like a pilot for, for it, yeah, a that's future the, show. Yeah, it when I was... definitely felt like that. When I was making I it. to follow their story. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanted to know more. Daniel's story, for example, like you, you mentioned earlier about how music sort of is a positive um, um, guide or... Yeah, positive influence. For just sort of autism in that spectrum. Yeah, 100%. And, it's like music therapy. Yeah, music therapy and autism. And had it, I remember his dad, Daniel's dad. Sort Barry. Of, yeah, linking it together of how the influence of music in his son's early life yeah. was so important. And how he almost feels like he music is responsible for how he was able to construct of, or link things together in his mind before actually expressing them. Yeah, yeah. It, that's exactly what you're saying. And, and like... And he, so it's funny you go back to that as well because like there's a mo- like before before we made the film I, like I didn't think of going back to Daniel's parents and getting video of him when he was a kid and I just didn't think of this it wasn't something I contemplated but then once we got into the edit it was like yeah that makes the most sense um, but like yeah seeing him as a kid as a five year old. It, like he's totally 
different to my boy, but I could see the similarities in his face as a five year old to my boy. So it's just like, yeah, if if he's if his dad's saying music therapy can can bring him out of himself and get him out of his shell, and, and but I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. Wider than the film, you know. Mm. Nice. What inspires you? Oh, uh, what inspires me? Like when I first, my, the, the motivation for getting in, in TV in the first place was that I was just sick and tired of seeing how black people were being featured on TV. Mm. And like, it was just constant. So yeah, so that's, that's, that's what, that's what inspired me at the start. Um, I wanted to make things that were like anti-racism and do all this and do all that. And then like once I got into that realm and I got to actually work on something that was like anti-racism, I just realised I don't want to do this. Mm. It's just really negative. And then and we're, we're really venturing into realms of criminality and what can be proved and what can't be proved. And is, is a racist person somebody that's convicted of racism or is a racist person somebody that says or does something racist? We have to venture into all those kind of realms. And it was just like, you know what? This is just all too sticky, all too unnecessarily sticky. So I switched my focus from being anti-racism to being pro-black talent. And then then it all just kind of just fell into place. So like rap game is about these black kids that have got this God-given talent and know how to rap and are going to try and elevate themselves. Uh, another thing I made called, um, uh, what was the other thing I made? I made a film about South London footballers, basically. Mm. Uh, most of them are like young black kids, but like that was another thing where it's just like, they've got this talent on the pitch. Um, Sorry, the reason why I don't know what it's called is because it had a couple of titles. We At first, we called it One Shot, um, but I don't think it came out as that. It's on Sky Documentaries. Um, so, yeah, that was all about kind of young black footballers, well, young footballers from South London, but just so happened to be black. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's about their what they're good at and just trying to showcase that, really. And that's it's not all I want to do, but that's just generally, I just want to see young people doing good stuff. The latest thing I worked on was this Jason Derulo series with uh, Becky Hill. You work with Jason Derulo? Yeah, I just That's did. like the most viral human. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. if just black, the most viral human. Yeah, big time. His career is, I don't even understand. I, I don't either. But um, <laughs> it's called Project Icon. It's going to be on BBC Three soon. So awesome. that that's another thing where it's just about kind of young, young talent, Young talent emerging. It's a singing competition, basically. So, okay. yeah. So, uh, what motivates me, what inspires me is, like, family, doing well, mm. money. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> getting money paid for what we do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just loved ones, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, since the um, George Floyd situation, yes. and, which was very unfortunate, um, is it, is it easier now to create content centered around blackness? Uh, it's different. It's like, it's, it's, that's a hard question to answer because like, as much as we've got, what I would say is since the George Floyd thing, more things are being made about black things. But that's because there's a push. Because, An intentional push. Yeah. yeah. Like, so is it easier to get things away? Probably not. It's probably still the same set of development people sitting down saying, oh, how about this? How about that? That don't look like you or I. There's a couple, might be a couple of people in there like me and you. Generally, they don't. Um, so, like, is it easier? Probably not. Like, I got approached for some Windrush thing the other day, but, like, 
Yeah, is it easier? Like they're, they're they're more open to hearing more of those stories, but then it still comes with the same kind of stereotypes and still comes with the same stuff that they want to see. My friend's making something about Nigeria actually mm. at the moment, and he's in the edit at the moment. Probably shouldn't say too much about this, okay. but he's in he's in the edit at the moment. Because uh, this will be at home like next month. Or that's fine. Or that's fine. All. It's fine. He's in the edit at the moment, yeah. and basically his exec is obviously like some some posh eaten white white breader. Mm. some Tarquin and um, and he's, he's the, the Tarquin brothers come up to him and saying to him like Ra so how comes we don't have many images of poor Africa how comes we don't have many images of like of, of the poverty my, my boy goes to the world like because it wasn't that bad there wasn't really that much poverty there mm. and like the guy was just disappointed I don't know if he's going to try and cut some some fake stuff in there just to make it carry but like he's the, the overall sentiment from the guy was that people won't understand people people won't understand the, the viewers won't understand they won't get it mm-hmm. because they, they like they want to see stereotypical stereotypical views of these places and they want to view them through these lenses still mm-hmm. it's like it's not like that i've been in nigeria a few times it's just not like that isn't it like People just get on with things, just like we're saying about Nicole, uh, about the, the the black lady from the, the film. It's like black people have got this innate um, nature to be able to just get on with things, and like that's it. Yeah, that's just it. Well, it's interesting because this um, white man, you know, is, is is coming from a place of privilege, and he's unwilling to see past that it's just like well why would you get why would you get black people to come in and make the show if you're just going to rip it apart for not being what you consider to be a version of blackness from his lens not from the yeah. reality it's, yeah. that's very very well it's painful bro it's painful so as much as things have changed in the industry as much as things are changing it's still like when it comes to things like like history shows and and history shows and sciences there's still not a lot of people that look like us um, so, when I think about my experience here in the UK in terms of the media, I I can remember a set I was on where I was a standing, and it was a full day shoot, and I there were only about four black people there standing in for one really tall um, boxer guy, and I remember um, while I was on this shoot. Um, so we had sort of um, rotations. So there'll be the, the and the other pe- the other black people were in other groups. So there were like two in my group and two in the other group. And I remember when it was my turn, and we all went into the set and we were just standing while the boxer was in the, on the actual position. And um, we locked eyes, me and the boxer, because I was standing next to a white guy and we were also talking. And then when he was done and he was leaving, he came. I was like, hey. And then the white guy was like, do you know him? And I was like, no, 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 that's just, it's, it's a black thing. That's what we do. We it's have a black to thing. It's a uni- universal black it, thing. It, it, it's a sort of a way of acknowledging each other and a way of also feeling safe. It's like the nod. Mm. Like you give everyone a nod. It's like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Yeah, so it's definitely a thing. And uh, on this set, um, the, the runners, the cameramen, light crew, researcher everyone not nobody was white nobody was black sorry yeah 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 and just so generally when i go on when i tend to go on sets so the last the last show project so the last show i went on obviously apart from jason being 
like talent and being black. He had like a, a barber, and he had his team who that were made up of family members and stuff from black people. But generally, with the crew, like they're, they're doing more, more to address it these days, and they're, they're like they're just doing more. They're just doing a lot more. I, when I first started in TV, I was always the only black person there. Yeah, always every every show. The one time when that changed was when on the first series of um, the rap game. And we had about six or seven of us that were that were black, that just looked like each other. And it was just like an eye-opener. And it was just like, this never usually happens. So off the back of that, we made like a a group. Like we started a group and it was just like us lot in there to start with. Um, black people from TV. Started with six or seven of us. I think it's grown to about 200 people now. So I want to join this group, please. But yeah, I, but I'll, I'll forward you the details. I'll, I'll, I'll get you involved in there. Awesome. Um, but generally, it's people that, that are, are within are within the telly, either telly or creatives of some sort. Um, so yeah, and the whole purpose of that is just having a network of people that you can kind of lean on or speak to about anything that you're kind of going through. And mm-hmm. when we first started, we were just, we were like... What were we? We were like researchers, APs, and like a DV director. Uh, but like now, it's we've got like loads. We've got people in there from varying degrees. Got like from we've got commissioners of TV channels now. We've got uh, series editors. We've got um, edit producers. We've got producer directors. We've just got. It's just a mass. It's just massive now. It's massive. Mm-hmm. But then, the, but the tough thing is is is. Um, not maintaining control of it. It's just like, obviously, the more people that are involved is the less is the less control you have about how this thing works, and then it becomes its own beast, you know. So, mm. yeah, it's it's there's it, a little lesson in there to be learned as to how to run these kind of things. But generally, it's it's a, it's a good place to 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 be able to tap into for any kind of knowledge or anything that you're kind of going through that you need to might might need to lean on someone to, for, for some advice for. Mm. Mm. What are you watching now? What am I watching at the moment? There's a, f- there's I'm watching a series. Um, is it called the Spherical or something like that? Where it's got Chloe Grace Moretz, and she basically is, um, she, what's she doing? Her brother has come home with some exper. It's in the set in the future. Her brother's come home with some experimental um, headset thing that is like virtual reality but then when you go into this virtual reality space it's like you're you're feeling everything that you're actually going through so she's uh, that's what i'm watching at the moment it's 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 just cool it's cool because it's futuristic it's um yeah it's have you seen ready player one i have yes so it's got some ready player one type elements to it but it's not fun like that like it's like you've got these these people within this game program that she goes into, um, but they actually run it. So it's like a Tron. She actually goes into this thing and these people are like Tron, but they're not like Tron. And they've been, they're able to reach outside of this the matrix-like space. Mm. And they, they've basically sent loads of um, crypto to assassins now to go and get her and her brother. Like, But they live within the realm of the, of the computer mm. and they've been able to go and send assassins in the real world to but it's too much <laughs> it's too much it's too much like it's sick though so i watched that i watch happy valley at the moment uh what else bmf mm, okay that's a good one yeah bmf is is, is the one we wait every week watch for. power yeah of course all of them every every 50 thing always always 
just because. Just because it's like it's the right balance of like gangster stuff plus family, bit of family, some storyline. Can't wait till Snowfall comes back. Obviously, it's the last season, I think. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Mm. Um, that's been great, but yeah, a, a lot of a lot of different things. Things that tend to feature black people generally as well. Mm. You know, I find it interesting how like more and more we're seeing more content around the VR space or technology. Um, just sort of like the Matrix did this years ago, and it's like every year we're seeing more content around. The yeah. VR reality and well, I think that what is that about? It's escapism. I think every, I think the, the the people in control, the powers that be, know that generally, generally, it's, it's a painful life, isn't it? And people want to escape. Mm. So, like wherever they can or wherever they can get them to, they will. Whether that be like drugs, whether that be movies, whether that be music, whether that be holidays, whatever that be. Like, they know that people want to get away from their everyday mundane, and it? So, like, as more and more of this um, metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Facebook stuff takes flight, we're, we're, we're going to get more. There's a series coming out on Channel 4, I think, where it's basically, it's like, they're using deep fakes to... They're using deep fakes to replicate people. So, like, you've got, like, Stormzy at home within like a cardigan and, and dressed like a granddad. Or but they're basically deep faking people's faces onto these like famous people's oh, faces. I've seen that. I saw, yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah. I saw, so like, I saw, that's just another realm of this this AI like virtual. Show it's a like comedy show. I, yeah. I just saw the post over on Channel Four, and yeah. I, I was like, "Why is Kim Kardashian dressed like that?" That's what yeah. I first saw. <laughs> and and it was like and Kevin Hart, and I was like, I was like. Then I had to read the description. And I was it's like, dangerous. No, they're not. They're not here. It's, it's really, really dangerous. Wild. It's really wild. It's really, it's really, really dangerous. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I suppose. Like from time when you've got people like this world's mad. From time when you've got people going on like things like OnlyFans and creating AI people going creating AI females, taking them to OnlyFans, and then dudes are paying money to see these these AI. AI, mm. bruv, it's mad. This world, mm. the, the world, it's fully gone. It's fully gone. <laughs> it's fully gone. But you know, you just got. I'm, I'm just lucky and happy that I was, I was grown before the internet came. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's bring it back to everyone can rap. Let's let's <laughs> get a bit deep. Is there is there any any what what is next from everyone can rap in terms of have we seen more? Uh, I can't say too much. Mm. I can't say too much, but there are some positive discussions and, yeah, you just got to watch this space. Nice, nice. Yeah, there, there, could, there, could, there could be something, there could be something massive, like the, the walls are IT, the, the walls are talking, the walls are talking and, yeah, we could have something, there could be something on offer, but... I, who knows? You just gotta cross your fingers and hope that it happens. But like, I would, I would hope that for, I would hope that where I came through the fresh cut scheme and created something for them that was brand new and original, um, I would hope that they would wanna enhance that and make more of that because um, it's it's their, it's not theirs, but it's theirs, isn't it? So yeah, I'd, I'd hope that they would wanna make more and they would wanna. Yeah, enhance it and, and, and take it further. I, me personally, I think it's one of the best things to ever be made. But 
I, I think there's massive scope for it, whether that be, uh, I don't know, a three-part series, a six-part series, a lot, basically, an hour, an hour on ITV isn't an hour, and it's hard. So, so it, yeah, it needs to just be longer. Basically, yeah. an hour ends up being 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. And like, the, the one review that I read in The Guardian was just that like, it was a wholesome film, but they just wanted it to be longer. Yeah, that's what I said. It feels like a pilot. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, if any of those things come to fruition or if anything happens like that, then yeah, mm. that would make me happy still. Nice, nice. I yeah. think we should uh, end it on this. Yes, this why is, not? It's been very, I've learned a lot. Yeah. And you've you've impacted a lot of knowledge, yeah. a lot of experience, and um, it's inspiring. You're a black man in the game and you're doing it. Yeah, my, my advice, like, what I would say, yeah, is like, we've all got, within this thing, we've all got like uses. We've all got, we've all got something we're more useful for. Mm. And I think in TV and broadcasting, I think that you just have to angle yourself for what you're most useful for. Like I recognise really early that I'm most useful speaking to young, young black kids. Mm. Like, and that's what's cool. And that's what people want to hear from. As much as they don't, they do. Um, so yeah, and I, I just lent into that, uh, but leaning into that is is kind of what's benefited me. Like I would say that I don't know what your connections with Nigeria are like or what, but I would say like to lean into that. Like yeah, it's not to necessarily be known for something, but if people know that if I go to blah blah with this, he can help. He can help sort that out over there, and that, that, that that's kind of yeah, that's kind of the thing I think. But like even my route with through all the telly stuff, it was like it was obviously didn't just start as a director. I did like an internship, then I did like casting, I did like archive, I did like I did loads of different things. But like I knew that I always wanted to get back over to the camera side, and like sometimes I wondered to myself if I'd started on cameras, would I be here now? I, I, I don't know. Like I don't know. I, I, who knows? But I'm happy that I did that. So it showed that I was able to cast and speak to these young people or speak to these people and, and yeah make something of what they're telling me you know mm. thank you very much yes yes Hope yes you come back yes 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 it's a trot still but you know I will do <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>